Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. At Midwest IT Support Help Desk, we believe that technology should support and enhance your organization's success, not constrain it. With our wide range of best-in-class services, we provide customized solutions that fit your unique IT needs. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Midwest IT Support Help Desk is always available, providing your organization with professional remote help desk support services you need. Midwest IT Support Help Desk will solve your technology issues day or night. Our IT staff ensures that your network and computers are up to date and ready for operation on a daily basis. Don't wait until problems occur. Let our organization solve them with our monitoring software, giving you the peace of mind you need. Let us do the worrying for you. Enabling your workforce with top-notch technologies isn't just important, but imperative for business success. This customizable solution allows your team to work seamlessly and collaboratively in a protected space. No matter what IT services you need, Midwest IT Support Help Desk will be there to support you every step of the way. Midwest IT Support Help Desk. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Please visit www.midwestitsupport.com for more information or shoot us an email at helpdesk at midwestitsupport.com. Give us a call, 765 239 Hello? Hello? Oh, I can hear you now. All right. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) 
I don't know what was going on. Hey, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ain't no what go. I can hear you, but you couldn't hear me. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> All right. So we got this straight. Sorry about that little uh, two or three minute delay. But hey, we back on Political Nation right here on Blog Talk Radio with my girl Tanya. What's going on, Tanya? So, of course, you know I want to talk about this government shutdown. Uh-huh. And how it's affecting everything, you know. Um, first of all, I want to say that it's a shame the way we have 800,000 um, federal employees, employees that have not gotten paid. And it's Friday, they have not gotten paid. And, you know, we don't get paid. Bills still come. Bills come. Yeah. We're going to get paid or not. Like, you can't keep telling your rent man, oh, I, because I work for the government and, you know, they're on this shutdown. Um, that wasn't the agreement you made when you first got your apartment or your car. Um, when you had kids, they still need to eat. Like, so that's some of the issues. And people don't realize that that's a trigger-down effect. You know, yeah. first it started at the federal level, level and then it triggered down to the state level, which is where we are. And yeah. if it keep going on, you know, um, um, I read on the website that it could fit, you know, food stamp, Medicaid, and WIC, and, you know, all types of stuff with social service. The U.S. Postal Service will, you know, be on furlough, you know, won't be able to deliver mail. So there's a lot of things that could happen, you know, when the shut down. Yeah. So I, I'm just, I don't understand how he could, how President Trump could just go on a whim and just close the government down, you know, not knowing how it's going to affect people. And he's clearly um, not listening to the American public because he's saying that a lot of people are still supporting him. How are people supporting you when they can't support their family? Please tell me. <laughs> right. <why>. <laughs> Like, who are these right. people that keep telling him to keep the government closed? And from from what he put out on the news, he recommended them to have a garage sale. Go mow some lawn or walk with somebody's dog. Tim. No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm like, if I was a, a, a government um, employee and I was on furlough, and the best solution he could tell me is to go um, – babysit or mow somebody along. Do you know how beneath that is to come from getting paid from the federal government to go more along? That's just like, yeah. like, please tell me what do you think. Some, your input, please. My input is that he is not the American public. He is the American public. What is a wall compared to uh, people livelihood that are not getting their bills paid and there are uh, not even uh, about to go broke. And so everybody needs a paycheck and for to take care mm-hmm. of themselves. And he's not um, until he get what he want. The American people do not want the wall. He wants the wall. And it probably yes, it's probably a couple. It is a couple supporters that I'm pretty sure he got because people right. got to be loyal to him. But a majority of the American uh, public. Do not want this wall, and they don't want. They want nothing to do with it. They want, uh, like the Democrats have spoken the other day, that it's better ways to 
they they say that yes, it is a little problem at the borders, but it's it's better ways to do that. Have better patrol, uh, people checking cars and stuff like that. Regardless, people gonna find a way to get over here. Regardless, it's the, you the know what I'm trying to be, give you. The walls I'm gonna give you a good example. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a good example. Okay, go ahead. That's cool. Okay, right. go ahead. How you doing, caller? Sorry about the hoax. No, it's fine. Doing well, sir. How about yourself? All right, I'm fine. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, if I could say, like, I'm obviously I'm coming from a different perspective than both of you, and I think the fundamental question I'd have to ask is. Do you view illegal immigration as a problem? And if it is, what are your recommendations to stop it? Well, thank you for that question. And I do, I do view illegal immigration as a problem. But what I don't view um, proposing is shutting down the government to fight over border control when, like most everybody say that, Illegals gonna find another way to get in. They can build tunnels. A lot of them don't even come in through the border control or the um the porter. They come on um airplanes. Like so, yes, illegal immigration is a problem, but there are some solutions for that besides shutting down the government and taking people's livelihood away. Like, come on, there's this country was built on uh um what is it um a, a nation of immigrants. So. Why are we trying to turn away people just because of a of a tamper that somebody views is a real issue? We have other issues that are real issues, like people are hungry over here, uh, poor education needs to be reformed. Like, yes, I understand immigrants are a problem, but we have our own problem that we need to be fighting now versus fighting that because I don't see that as uh, a, a dire strain to, okay, Close down the government because, you know, immigrants are pouring in. Which I have, from what I've been reading, like, that's been declining over the last 45 years. So I don't understand this whole um, outcry. So did you think that Obama was right when he gave the Mexican government $75 million to help them build a wall on their southern border? No, I don't. Okay, but are you because, aware that he did that? No, I'm not aware of that, and, and and I don't agree with it because, you know, um, like I continue to say, we have our own nation to build over here. Mexico can take care of Mexico. Like, that's not – I'm not trying to say I'm uh, heartless or I don't, I'm not concerned about Mexico, but at the same time, black people in this country have been fighting for so long um, – to to just be on the uprise and coming, like let's build some stuff for. If you want to help, help the black people that's in the United States. I mean, help um, poverty kids get a better education. Do some of this stuff that need to be done here. Fix our broken our roads, crumbling roads, the schools. My son's a teenager, and I promise you, I'm not trying to be loud. My son's a teenager. For the last three years, my son been going to the same school, and he has not brought a book home yet, but yet he's seen me passing his grade. There's something wrong with that problem. Like, people looking 
trying to take care of this issue that is not an issue. We got issues over here that need to take care of now versus taking care of medical or something on border. Like, that is, I, I can care less about this border. Those people over there, like, whatever that president's name is, you know, I understand, you know, they have their own issues. Like, if you got support, help us. Like, let the United States take care of the United States first, then help them. Like, because I don't view that as an issue to me. No. I'm just sorry. And I, and you brought that up, and I don't support that either. But if you're going to bring up education, then you got to blame the Democrats for not doing the right thing. I mean, Trump suggested an idea called open, um, open enrollment where they have, like, this school choice program where – if you live for, if you're someone who can't afford to pay for, let's say, private school or send your children to a quality private school, through the school choice program, the federal funding would have went to your child to pay for them while they're at a public school can be applied to your child's tuition to go to a private school. Now, most parents I meet, especially in the inner cities or in African American communities, will support these completely because this gives people an opportunity to send their children to better schools if they can't afford it. But guess who's fighting that? The Democrats. And why are the Democrats fighting that? Because the Democrats are getting a lot of money from the teachers' unions, and the teachers' unions do not want anything to threaten the public schools. And they want to have and that control. And I don't control. either. And I don't either. And, so, and I don't blame them. Why take out our kids out of public school that they've been here, build up our community, pay our teachers, the people that live here. Don't just be sending them somewhere else so a teacher can be out of a job. So I don't blame they them. They already are. Like, I know. Do you, do you know how like, much money the federal government pays for each student? You know how much money I don't care about I don't care about private school and all that. But my son lives here, this is where I live and this is where I work for and I want him to be here and I want teachers that's here. I don't want my son going somewhere else so this teacher could be out of a job or so um that, that school could be built up. No, I want him here. I want the teacher that's here, that's been here, that work here, that live here, to get paid here. They are getting paid. The American, the federal government gives. I I want you to hear because people need to know the numbers. In the private schools, get paid. I want them to have the same equal opportunity to get paid the same way, and I want my child to get the same education. The the federal government gives ten. If your child is in elementary, the federal government gives anywhere from ten to twelve thousand dollars to each school person for each student. If your if your child is in high school, the federal government gives upwards of fifteen thousand dollars for each student. So imagine this, if a school has a thousand students, they're getting anywhere from ten to fifteen thousand dollars a year from the federal government for each one of them. That's how much money they're getting. Now if you happen to be in a like if your child has to go is going to a bad public school and you can't afford to send your child to a charter school or a private school that would give your child a better education. But there's a lot of better there's a lot of charter schools in the inner cities that do a way better job than a lot of these public schools do, that are, have all black staff, all black administrators, all black teachers. You don't have to send your child to a private school in the suburbs. There are quality private and charter schools in the inner cities in almost every city in America. The problem is that a lot of parents can't afford the tuition. So what, what the Trump administration is advocating for is the school choice program. So now that same ten to $15,000 a year that you, the federal government is paying the public schools for your child, you can then take that money yourself and have that applied to your child's tuition to go to a charter or a private school. Now, I don't know how you don't see that that is a good idea. I don't know how anyone wouldn't support that. That's a great idea. That's how you change education and you force the public schools to do a better job because if they don't do a good job, now you have the freedom to take your child to a school where they will do a better job. 
that's empowering parents. That's empowering families. Okay, so and I and I understand that. That's and that's a very good point. And, and, and that's a good point. So I take that back on that. But my thing is. When you have a teacher, um, just say the school system in my area, the school in this district, um, has been here for centuries. Like it's almost like a landmark. Like that's that's, and it's a predominantly black school. It it, it represents, you know how how they want to take down all those those um, monuments of of, you know of you know what I'm saying. I don't even really want to say it, but it, it's just like a landmark for. A black person, like my son, goes to this school, and this school been established here because it's a school where most of black people has gone all their lives. And I want my son to continue to go to that school in this area. And I don't. And if and if it's a problem with that, then they need to um, hold some of these um, school superintendents. <laughs> And, you know, all the people that we elect, they, those are the ones we need to hold accountable. But don't just try to take our kids out and put them in private school because um, our kids being here, and no matter where they go, um, they're going to still be the same kids. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, I'm, I'm trying to make it seem so you can understand where I'm coming from. Like, those schools are landmarks because, a lot of our um, family members went to those schools, and, you know, it's a part of our family, part of our history, so we just don't want to take our kids out of those schools and send them to private schools somewhere else in the inner city. And we, we live in, in uh, I can't even say we have inner city here, so, because I live in North Carolina, we live in a little rural town, so. But no, I, I understand. I understand it, what you're saying. It, That's really good. It, 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 it has something to value to it. So I, I don't want to take my son out of school. But I'm saying, ma'am, do you go shopping? Do I go shopping? Yes. I do. Okay. Now, when you go shopping, do you ever see uh, different brands making the same thing? Mm-hmm. Like, like you know how the different type of phones, like you got iPhones and Android and Samsung and all these different companies that make the same product, right? Right. And so when you got a bunch of companies making the same product, what do they have to do to get you to buy the product? I'm telling you, like, man, this is what yeah, I do. They got to come with something that's better than what I'm doing. And then I normally stick with what works for me because nine times out of ten, when you bring in something that says it's better, nine times out of ten, it's not. It's just for a show. So but you, you, get, you get what I I'm saying. The, the point is that they have to be able to. They have to make a quality product for a better price, and so they're competing with each yeah. other to make something better for cheaper. Because that's what you want. You want the best quality for the lowest price, right? That's what you want whenever mm-hmm. you go buy anything, right? Right. Okay. So now let's say, for example, if you took away all the competitors and only one company made all the products, right? Let's say mm-hmm. there was no more. Samsung or, you know, or Android or anything. It was just iPhones only. Only Apple was making the phones. What do you think Apple would end up doing if they were the only ones there and they didn't have to compete with anybody else? And you had to raise buy their... The, they would raise the price and you would have to, um, you would have to um, buy their product. But let me tell you something else. You know, it's the power of the people. When the people don't buy it and you organize and the people don't buy it and your sales go down, then it's going to be a change. Like, exactly. I that's that. my Before, point. I didn't understand it. So, but now you get what is, I'm saying. 
No, and that's what I'm saying. So why did that's the problem with the schools? At this school, when we need when schools, um, we need to force the schools or the superintendent or the people, um, to do what do what's right. And I never heard this plan under Donald Trump. And I and I promise you, I've been trying to read up and stay on top of everything that this man doing because I gotta watch him every day. I need to know what's going on with him every day. And my thing is with Betsy DeVos, when she wants to take public dollars and turn it into private dollars, um, I have an issue with that. I really do because I think that all children, and that's the number one thing that gets me about private school, because you put these children in these private schools, and then they send them out into the world, and they don't know how to socialize with everybody else. And then they come out being monsters, killers, everything. That's why I believe no, uh, that when... No, ma'am, come on. Now, that's ridiculous. No, okay, uh, children need to get so? a good education. I'm just telling you the fact. But just think about all those Hollywood kids that was in private schools and on TV and doing all this stuff. Most of them wind up on drugs, killing themselves, stealing, robbing in prison. So, no, I don't support private oh, schools. Oh, ma'am, that is, that is the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. Ma'am, any, anyone, anyone who's a parent... That, that's responsible and cares about their children knows the most important thing in your children's future is that they get a quality education. And exactly. what I'm saying is, well, what I'm saying to you, listen, listen to me one second. If, if, you, if you go to it, what school choice is, and you can look it up, that's the name of the program. It's called School Choice. Okay. All it is is giving you an option. If your child goes to a public school that you like and you like that mm-hmm. public school, you think they're doing a good job, your, children, your child can stay there. All this is saying is giving parents the option that who can't afford to send the children to a private or a charter school to say that now they have an option to be able to do it if their child is going to a public school that they don't like, that's not doing a good job. And I know a lot of parents in that situation that they're stuck having to send their children to a bad public school because they can't afford otherwise. And this is giving them the option to do that. And if you could have a whole generation of young black boys and black girls be able to go to a quality school, get a better education, get out of a school that's full of crime and all type of negative influences and let them get a quality education, which will allow them to go to a good college and eventually get a good career. That's how you change an entire direction of a group of people through education. That's the most important thing. But if you think the status quo is acceptable, where we send our children to these public schools where these teachers do not care, these school administrators do not care, and they mismanage the money that they have, the only way you're going to force them to do better is by forcing them to compete on the open market. But as long as they have a monopoly where they don't have to try and they're going to get the money no matter what happens, no matter how the students perform, then we're going to continue to have the same problems we have now. And that's the definition of insanity, to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. That's why we're in the situation we are. So we've got to try something different. You know, you make some good points, but I still support public school because, you know, and maybe I might be sentimental on this part, but when years ago when black people was in a segregated school and they still didn't get the education they needed or could or or could um, thrive, like I don't. I really don't see what the point is. Like, really, I mean, when, and then we talk about separating them again because that's what private school is. You separating them again, and some. And to me, I feel like some kids gonna get one type of education, another kids gonna get another type of education. But be that as it may, that's my point. That's my view. That's how I feel. You know, 
I can't I can't push that on nobody else, you know. That's just how I feel. Uh, did you do you know that there's actually private and charter schools that are all black, where all the teachers are African American, all the school administrators are African American, and the majority of the of the students are African American. You do realize that, right? Not every private school and charter school is majority white. There's a lot of them that are mostly black. That do a way better job than public schools. Okay, I say when you separate kids and you put all black kids in a private school, in a, in a, a private black school, and all white kids in a private school, that's um, segregation all over again to me. So that's no, not, I don't. Oh my support. God, ma'am, it's called a it, choice. It, 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 and if you're talking about, and you talking about that private school and and whatever, I, I got what you're saying. But to me, this my point. That's my view. That's why I look at it as wrong. And another thing is, um, I just don't like the whole thought of taking kids out of public school and separating them. And then when they, and then like you said, when they go out into the real world, they don't know how to mingle with each other because they've been so far apart from each other. So, but you, but I mean, I can understand you said, oh, they're getting the best education over here because blah, 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 they're in the private school. Yeah, I understand that, but in the real world, like, I don't know where you're from, but in the real world where we're from, those two are never going to mix, especially they didn't come up in the same place throughout the years, and then you try to take them apart and then put them back in the real world after they get in the door. That's, 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 that had never worked. That's never worked. So I don't know who you are or how you think. Ma'am, ma'am after you're 21 years old, it doesn't matter. After you're 21, it doesn't matter about your friends or socializing. What matters are is what you can do on the on the job market, what type of work you can do, how much money you and can you make, know, especially if you're a man. Um, what a man has to worry about after he's 21 years old, he doesn't need to be worrying about socializing or hanging out or kicking it with his friends. He needs to worry about getting a job, start making his money, start developing his credit, get himself and, in a position where he can support a wife and children. That's what men need to be concerned about. And so, ed, 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 education is not about learning how to hang out with your buddies. You know, but we don't, let's not get on that conversation. Let's not get on that conversation. See, I'm going to let you take over this because my view, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm a woman. I don't know. I'm going to let you take over. Maybe you can handle it. It must be because of that. Well, well, well I feel like y'all saying it well from your point, Tony. I feel like you feel like a whole lot of segregation is coming instead of being in, if, if I'm right, that a whole lot of segregation in schools are splitting up where it's, uh, more of white kids getting put in this school than black kids getting put in another school, and where the black kids are not getting the right education that they should be getting, uh, that uh, from the teachers and stuff like that. If I'm if I'm right. Right. I mean, but okay. I'm gonna let you speak for your point. Don't speak for my point. Speak uh, for yours because okay. Okay. you know. I'm just I'm just saying from what he, and I'll say what his point is. About uh, what he's saying is, is uh, privacy is, is teachers out there that are getting the right education in private in certain kind of school because it's a sports program that uh, well and for certain people not getting uh, people don't know about this program because a lot of people don't give this education about uh, what they need to do to put their kids in school. I understand what you're saying and I agree with what you're saying because a whole lot of teachers. It's a lot of teachers out there that don't care because they just get the paycheck and hey, 
is up, they get their eight hours going home as long as they get paid to take care of their family. But at the same time, and I'm saying well, on both sides, it needs to be a, to me, it just needs to be a a way to get these teachers and stuff and because people didn't learn about these programs because people don't know about a lot of programs that get the uh, kids the right education that they need. I feel like I was in the point of it's not about the race color to me. If you get, I have a you a white, black, mixed, Puerto Rican, whoever you are, you're getting the right education, you're getting what you need. And I guess I think people need to find out about these programs and get the necessary thing they need because a lot of people don't know. Uh, I never knew about the children's program. So you said it's on break meaning. So, you know, getting people out here and getting the word out that getting into these programs that get uh, people in uh, the right predicament to get their kids the right education. It don't mean to me, it's never meant about uh, uh, private schools or public schools or whatever it is. It's just you got some bad teachers and you got some good teachers. And who will, you know, you will get the right person around you to get you the right education that you need. Hello? I think he hung up on us. No, he's still, he's still, he's still there. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. <laughs> oh, did you get what I was saying? Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I totally I understand. Uh, Are you know, what's your name? Excuse me, what's your name again? David. David. And, and, I, and I really, I really, um, um, First of all, I want to apologize to you because I came off too loud and that was not what I was expecting to do. Um, and I and I can understand oh, okay. some of your points. No, 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 I can understand. I can understand some of your points, which they are good. Um, but I hope you can understand some of my points too. Like I, I come from an all black community, and this is where I grew up, and this is where I want my son to grow up. You know, knowing, you know, our history and where we, you know, what's going to help build our community. That's that's what I'm more 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 important to me. Building on our community, don't send kids out in the inner city. We don't have inner we have rural town. So, but forcing the people here to do what's right. Don't take the kids out. Force them here to do what's right. Um, and, and I'm from North Carolina, so we don't have a lot of Democrats here. Most of the people here are Republicans. So, um, the, and if our school our crumbling is because of um, what's going on with them? And you know, we can't. I don't really want to blame Republican or Democrat because I try to be open-minded about both of them because I, I believe and support some of the um, Republican um, conservative views because you know, family first. I believe you know. Uh, I don't believe in abortions. You know, I believe in a homebound. You know, and that's what. I support, but, you know, a lot of black people, we are Democrats because, you know, we are poor than white people. So it's a mix. Right. Well, well, what, what I'm trying to say is that it, it, people should no longer be thinking Democrat, Republican. We should be looking at what's the idea. So, like, for example, if Barack Obama has an idea or Hillary Clinton has an idea or Donald Trump or whoever, it doesn't matter who's the person who gave the idea. They, they're irrelevant. What matters is, is the idea itself good? And so right. if, a, you know what I'm saying? So that, 
side, for example, I'm an independent. Yeah. I used to be a Democrat. Now I don't care what side. I just look at each idea, <laughs> what point they bring forward, and check it out. And so what I'm right, saying that's is, right. that's what I'm saying. So even if Donald, like I think Donald Trump's a bad person, I don't like him. But if he has a good idea, the idea is good, separate from who he is as a person. And I think a lot of people are making the mistake of saying, of judging whether an idea is good or not based on who it's coming from rather than actually looking at the, what the point is itself. Yeah, yeah, and what yeah, I'm saying yeah, is school choice is a great point, is a great program, especially for the black community, because that's the people that's going to benefit the most. It's not going to benefit mm-hmm. the white community. It's going to benefit our community more than anybody else because it's going to give our, our people, our parents, the opportunity to send their children to a better school that they otherwise couldn't. And that's going to have more of a positive effect on the futures of young black and black men and women in America more than any other idea anyone could suggest, because education is the key. And if you can send a child to to get them an opportunity to be able to go not only to a good high school, but a school that will allow them to be able to go to a good college and get a good degree, a degree that can give them a good paying job or give them the skills to be able to compete in the business world or anything that they can do. That's how you change the future of our people, not through social programs, not through getting more handouts, not through getting more food stamps. None of that stuff helps anybody. All that stuff does is hold us back. What we need to do is get in power. That's my point, man. And that's why I'm passionate about this, because we need this. We 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 don't need the government. We don't need somebody sticking their hand out every single second helping us. We need to help ourselves. We just need the opportunity. That's my That's point, because we're capable of doing it. We're not a weak people. I know a lot of white people, a lot of people think that we're weak and we're victims and we need help and we need white people to come save us every time. We don't need their help. All we need is a level playing field. If we get a level playing field, we can compete with them and we can beat them at everything. That's all we yeah. need. And school That's choice gives us an opportunity to start to have a more level playing field so that we can compete. That's my point. I'm tired of us having to be a victim and have to sit there and beg and ask for help. I'm sick of it. Aren't you tired of that? Aren't you tired of seeing our people always having to run to the government talking about help us? Screw helping us. Get out of our way so that we can help ourselves. That's what we need. That's what I like. That's what I'm. And so you know, I'm a single parent. I'm a single parent. I work 50 hours. I'm in school full time, and I'm doing this. So I'm not a. I'm not a uh, a runaway person or a sit at home person. You know, I've been out. I've been holding my own all this time. You know, and that's what I want my son to see. You know, that when opportunity comes, you need to be ready. You know, I want him to see that the power of education. So um, that's that's what that's uh. That's a lot of what I mean by, you know, and and, I, and like I said, I could support some of the things that you were saying. I, and, you know, I, I need to listen, um, be slower than we act and listen more. So I could support a lot of a lot of what you were saying, you know. I was too quick to speak. But, you know, and, and on the other hand, I still say that, you know, a lot of these teachers here are good teachers, and I don't want to just see them, you know, out, you know, a lot of our family went to these schools, so it should be something done to these schools so they could be held up to um, par or or whatever it is that can make them, you know, rise above the cases so our kids can learn in this school, in, in this district where so many of our families were born and raised and grew up and contributed to this community. So, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Hey, Tanya, you got another caller? Uh, it's Marvin. Hey, hey. What up? What up, man? Hello, hello. How are everybody doing? How all you right, doing? All right. 
All right. So, um, but I definitely can agree with what you're saying, Mr. David, and and I, I, I definitely support that, you know, because we as a people we need to understand, you know, that we we are we are a uh we are resilient people. We can do anything that we set our minds to and you know, um and we just given the opportunity, not a handout, but give us a leeway. You get out of our way and let us do what we need to do to take care of us, you know. That's all that's basically it. So, uh, Matt, catch you. We, uh, Mr. David here was telling us about. Uh, we were just talking about the choice programs about public schools and um, private schools and stuff like that. That uh, is a program that you can. Uh, Mr. David, can you explain the uh, Marvin Smith for me? Is he still here? What was that? Yeah, what was that last part? About the choice program, he can, can you explain that what all uh, their choice program is. <coughs> Okay. Um, well, I mean, it was some some good things brought up. Uh, you, you know, what you have to think about is the whole purpose of us finding so getting so much resistance choosing your own school is because if you choose your own school, it is going to level the playing field. And yes, it's it's true. There are good teachers in the black community. You, you know, um, they're great teachers in the black community. However, here's where your issue is. As long as the powers that be, I hate to speak like that, they determine where the funding is going. So they will never pick where very, I, I seriously doubt they would pick these schools in the quote-unquote urban areas to receive the majority of the funding. So now if I could choose and go to whatever school I wanted to go to, it would stop all of that. But it will also, I'll give you this example as well. Just like you can't choose where you go vote at, should it matter where you go vote at? No, it shouldn't. But, But you can't choose where you go vote, and guess what? the areas where we typically vote at, especially here in Georgia, are they seem to always have all the problems with the ballot box. I I wonder why. You know, so I think it's important for us to be able to choose which schools, but you want to be careful about that. You want to be able to choose, but at the same token, you don't want to be able to choose and everybody choose to go elsewhere, and then those schools totally fail. Right. Um, and, and and I I I do I support. And another thing I really want, what I really want to see is, uh, I want to see black-owned business, whether they're small or just starting out. I, I want to see because I have heard a lot about Black Wall Street, and I'm trying to learn more about you know what happened to Black Wall Street. <clears throat> I, I understand a little bit, uh, but I want to go deep into it because. Um, I really um, want to know, like, when did – and can I ask this question because – and it might sound crazy, but I want to know when did um, the majority, because I know we're the minority, when did uh, it became a time when they felt like, you know, they was more privileged or <clears> – <throat> or 
authoritarian, authoritative over, you know, the minority. When did that happen? Like, I, I know from the Bible um, aspect, but when, like... <laughs> You talking with slavery days and stuff like that? Yeah, that's when it started. Yeah. That's but started but I have read up a lot of people. Yeah. I have read yeah, a about over black people are digital are digital people that from what I have heard of somewhat, um, black people are the original people and that we was already here. And I always but, try to figure out how did Christopher Columbus come over here and, and and discover something that was already here. I don't understand how you discover something that's already formed or made or please, cause, you know. It, it's called it's called the survival of the fittest. All, yeah. all throughout the history the history of the world, men have always been competing with each other. That's why, for example, most men like watching sports. We like watching basketball and football. Why? Because we're hardwired to like competing. We like competition. And so men have been doing that since the beginning of time. Men have always been trying to compete against each other to have more power, to have more resources, to have more land. And that's why if you study the history of every continent and every group, doesn't matter if it was in Africa, Asia, Europe, North and South America, everybody was going to war with each other. Everybody was conquering each other. Everybody was making slaves of people that were weaker around them. That was going on everywhere. And so all that happened was the Europeans – because of where they came from, they came from a continent that was smaller and had less resources and had really bad weather. And so because of that, they had to compete a lot more with each other for lesser things. Whereas in Africa and Asia and North and South America, they had, a lot, they had way more land, more resources, so they didn't have to fight each other as much. And so because of that, the Europeans developed their military technology and the military's tactics faster than everybody else did. And so when they show up on the scene, when they come to the Americas, the Europeans are showing up with cannons and guns, while the Native mm-hmm. Americans have spears and arrows. And anyone knows you can't you can't show up to a to a to a gunfight with a knife and expect to win. That's not yeah. going to happen. That's all That's it right. is. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't like somebody's better than the other. Just that they got stronger. It's like this: the world is like the NFL. Use the NFL as an analogy. And if a team happens to win the Super Bowl. They don't have to go and apologize to all the other teams for beating them at the same game. That's all that happened. You so, know what I'm saying? Because so every, everybody's been a loser. Everybody's been a winner at some point. I have another question for you, Mr. David. Do you believe in the um, the um, the year of the woman? What does that mean? That means that women are, are becoming more empowered and, you know, women are not – stay-at-home moms anymore like they used to be. They're coming up on the scene and they're taking control, you know, like um, in this last election, the women spoke out, you know, the people spoke out and the women. Well, women can only have power when men make it available to them. That's it. Because women by themselves, you can't do anything. I mean, think about it. Like everything you see in the world right now, all the civilization, these roads, these buildings, the airplane, the cars, everything you see, men built this. It was men that had to build civilization. You got women working in factory building cars. Um, my aunt know how to build a whole car. She know how to build a whole motor, fix the whole car. So you know, there's a lot of women that know how to. Um, just as much. We got women that um, written masonry. So you know, 
Yeah, but that's a small percentage. I'm talking about oh, the majority. The majority of the hard work that it takes to build this world, men did it. Men were the ones that invented almost everything you see. I mean, think about it. If you go all the way back to the caveman days, it was men that had to go out and men had to fight against lions and all these predators and had to get the food. And it was men that had to go out there and cut stones, cut down trees, build okay. buildings, build roads. Men did everything. I it's just that because today we got feminism that got, that's put this stuff, this idea into women's minds that a woman can do the same thing a man can do. When we know that's not true. I know that. I mean, but then you got men that's leaving these women. You got men that's leaving the, the woman and the child at home and going out to another family to make another family here, and the woman has to step up to be, you know, the breadwinner. She has yeah, to but do, being you know, a bread, um, but being a breadwinner and being a man is two different things. Um, I, I think that when it comes to that, in a lot of places, um, the men or the woman. Let's say you have a single woman, like such as yourself. There is nothing. My hat goes out to you. I applaud you. There's, you know, you're you're a single woman. You're handling your business, correct? Mm-hmm. But, see, there's a delicate line there because, see, what some women try to do is replace the father and say you don't need that father. You don't need that father figure. And I'm not saying you because I don't know, you know, you personally. But right. you can never – a woman can't teach a man how to be a man no different than I can't show my daughter all the intricacies of how to be a right. woman. You, you know, and then yeah. when you and, – and then when you have the argument, you can have a center in the, in the NBA and you can have a center in the WNBA. Who's going to win that battle if you're talking about playing one-on-one basketball? You, you know, and what happens is we're better when we work together. You know, yeah. when men and women work together, that's a beautiful situation because you have mm-hmm. the understanding that hey, I'm the man. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the physical work. The women are great thinkers as well. So when you have everybody working together as a unit, you work better. But now, you know, when you bring up single parents and things of that nature. See, sometimes we got to accept responsibility because we, the man or the woman, choose the wrong person. That's true. That's true. true. You know, and and so, and then there are a lot of women, not saying you, who won't allow that man to see that child. And and so what, what ultimately ended up happening is this. Women, and I'm going back to the black community, we're taught that, hey, you don't need a man. The government steps in and says, take this check. And as long as That's you right. keep him out of the household, I'll give you this check. Mm-hmm. Now, what did that do to the black family? We just drove the black family apart. But you, I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> With me and my son, you know, I, I went mm-hmm. out of my way. Because my son's father is married. And believe it or not, her name is Tanya as well, so. And you know, we got a we got a wonderful relationship. Me, and his, we got a wonderful relationship. Me and his wife. You know, my son has a phone, and you know, I don't try to keep my son for his father. You know, and, and you know, I don't have to be in the kitchen. He don't have to ever call me. My son, my son is a teenager. Him and his daddy could talk to each other anytime. She called, come pick him up. You know, that's that's what you call a working relationship between adults. You know, 
right. You know, they don't need me in the middle of him. My son is a teenager. He got his own feet, thinking mind. Like, he, he'll say, Mom, hey, I want to go spend time with my dad. Uh, I'm like, you call him. You know his number. You know what I'm saying? It's a working relationship. It got to be both ways. And on the other hand, I still got to respect this man because he got a wife. You know, I don't just call yeah. him. You know, I make it so, you know, if something going on, I reach out to her. Hey, this what's going on with my son. Can you please let, you know, him know, you know, so he can handle it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to call him. My son is a teenager now. My son calls not him. So, you know, I mean, I make sure I I be the bigger person. Well, all of us being the bigger person in the relationship. So, you know, and it worked out just fine. So, but I definitely understand what you're saying, Matt, because I I know how to play my position when, you know, when I was in a relationship, hey, I'm going to support you. I'm going to hold it down on this end. You, you know, we both work. We're going to fit this bill down the half. I'm not going to let you pay all the bills. I'm going to help do what I need to do because, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm never a sit-at-home person. I ain't never like to sit at home. I always um right. work all my life. So, you know, I just believe in doing my share and making the playing field Level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, so, the discussion we 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 we, we jumped well, all over the place. Yeah, we jumped, Yeah, we got ten, we got nine minutes. All right, we get, the topic is how do we feel about this walk? And um, so we got stress against Mr. David, right? Yep. All right, how do you feel about this wall and what's being done about it? I think I think it's necessary if you really want to stop illegal immigration because there's no other way to do it without having a physical barrier. Okay, so you feel like that? Uh, okay, all right. You, you got a physical barrier, so you feel like there ain't gonna be no way around it. Well, that's the main way. I mean, the way you do it is first of all, you have to it has to be in the ground. It's got to go at least twenty to thirty feet into the ground, and it's got to be at least twenty to thirty feet high. Now, if if you don't build a wall, then let's just stop pretending. Let's just let anybody into the country. Because either we're going to be serious about stopping illegal, illegal immigration, or we should just say, forget it. Anybody can come in here whenever they want to. That's it. There's no other way around it. Okay, but, you know, those people, those people are, a lot of those people, if, if, it's, if, it's, if I'm right, those people are trying to get away from, um, Killing, you know, saving their families. They're gonna do whatever it is to to survive. So if that means they got to build that ton, that however deep it got to go, they're gonna do it. Like they don't care nothing about the wall. And that's all I'm just saying. Like survival, survival for a family like me. You were just talking about survival for a family. A, a mother and a father would do anything, even if that means building that tunnel or however they got to get to safety, that's what they're going to do, and that's all I, I, I um, was trying to relate to you. Like, so you put in a wall, but if they can build a tunnel, what good is the wall? How much oh, can the so, wall so, so we should just let them in then, so, it does, so we shouldn't no, even try to stop what, it. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say we should just let them in. Okay, so, let, so how, how else are you going to stop illegal immigration? How else are you going to do it? Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but there's there's some border security. I mean, like you can have enough border security where you can see. Um, what about even pushing the border security um, 
back or however to see them or our What about service. at nighttime? Look, what about at night? Mr. Davis, I haven't came up with all the answers yet. I mean, think about it. The reason that you don't have another real idea is because we all know the only way you're going to do it is you've got to have a wall. If you don't have a wall, you, they, they, you can't hire 10,000 Border Patrol agents and have them walk up and down the border all day watching for people. That's ridiculous. But from because what I, from think what about I it. At hearing, nighttime, think how easy it would be to get across the border at night. But, but from what I've been hearing, like, the border wall isn't going to help that much either. Like, I can understand some wall, but from what I've been reading and understanding, the border wall can only help us so much. So what yeah, about but ma'am, ma'am you said it yourself. When I asked you what's another way to do it, you said yourself you couldn't even think of another way because there isn't another way. That's okay. what I'm saying. So my question is to everybody on the line, if you're serious about stopping illegal immigration, then we got to get serious and we got to start doing something. Otherwise, let's stop pretending and let's just say anyone can come into the country. It doesn't matter. Either we so, get serious so, about stopping it or we just stop, stop wasting our time and just open the border completely. It's either one okay, or the so other. How, okay, let me ask you this question then. So how much of this border wall do you think is going to um, protect or, or work like – is it, a, is it a guarantee or is it a... It's a lot better than what we got right now. Because I got family that live down in Texas. I've been down to the border a lot. I've done a lot of business in Southern California and Southern Arizona. So I've been down there. And I'm telling you, there's whole chunks of the border that's wide open that at nighttime, anybody can come across and nobody stops them. And it's not, it's not just... It's not just good, hardworking people that are just looking for a job. There's a lot of gangs, and there's a lot of drug dealing. There's a lot of drug cartels that do a lot of business down there, a lot. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know why everyone's making it out to be like all the illegal immigrants are just a bunch of innocent people trying to have a better I didn't, life. I didn't say that. No, don't put it. I didn't say okay, that. Okay, so no. that's what I'm saying. So my point is if we have a wall, now we can force people to come into a port of entry, and that way you can check who's coming in. So if somebody's coming in and they're just looking for a job to take care of their family, we can help them get a work program, a work visa, and let them in. Or, but if they're a criminal, we can keep them from getting in. But if you have an open border, you don't know who's coming in. You don't know if it's a good person looking for a job or if it's a criminal looking to do harm. You don't know. That's my point. And so we got to be serious. If we're going to be adults, then let's be adults and be serious about it. But if we're going to sit here and play politics and act like this is some type of game, then let's stop wasting our time, stop wasting money, and just open the border completely and let everybody in. That's it. That's okay, what so what, about, what, what happened in um, December when Congress was willing to give him, like, what, $1.2 billion? And then, at, the, at uh, what, the day before Christmas or whatever, he came back and said no. Um, he wanted $5.7 billion. And so let me ask you a question. But, but the whole thing was, Mexico was going to pay for this wall, from, my, from what he was saying. Mexico was going to pay for the wall, and then um, he even went so far as saying it to what, to, was it to uh, New York Times or whoever he was it to, that he said, uh, Mexico could write a check for, what, 5 or $10 billion. So he kept repeating it, repeating it, and, of course, it's in writing, but yet he go back and say, he didn't ever say Mexico could pay for the wall. He never said Mexico was going to pay for the wall. So my thing is, you know, if you if you saying one person is supposed to pay for the wall, why are you trying to make the American people pay for the wall? 
Because, oh, my God, I don't make enough to give him $5.7 billion. All my money, I need. Now, I got, like I said, again, I understand. Um, it's called national security. Excuse me? It's called national security, right? The same way that we use our tax money to pay for the police, for the military. Having a secure border is part of national security because you are, but, you want to make sure to know who's coming in and out of your country. Okay, but it's the same no, reason. It's the same reason why you lock your doors at night, right? You don't just let anybody walk into your house. You want to make sure you know who the person is that's coming in your house. It's the same thing with but, our border. And I understand that, but my thing is, you said that Mexico was going to pay for it, and now because he had so many valleys, and he kept saying, "Who's going to pay for the wall?" And the people said, "Mexico." So my oh, thing that's, is, that's that's just political talk. I knew you. That's just that's what he <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to happen, but let me, let, me, let me make one thing clear, and a lot of people forget this. Obama gave the Mexican government $75 million to help them build the wall on the Mexican southern border. He did that. Let's be clear. A lot of people forgot about that he did that. It was okay for Obama to send our no. tax money and give it to the Mexicans to help them build the wall on their southern border, but when we do the same thing to try to secure our country, now it's a problem? I don't understand I don't, that right, I don't, at all. I don't support that. No, either. but the difference. Yeah, but the difference is. What? You said 75? No, I don't support that. And if had I known that, I would have been addressing that too. Like, we have our own issues over here that we need to be taking care of instead of giving Mexico 75, what, million or billion dollars? No, 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 I don't support that. That's what that. I agree. No. Yeah, man, go ahead. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry to interject, but the difference no, is. Man. Uh, the difference is this. Whenever Trump does something out of pocket, we always give reference to something that Obama did that was wrong. But we, we do that in a way where we don't address how wrong well, Trump, Trump is. Right. You, you know, because, it's, it's because called being consistent. The, you got to be consistent. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's right and wrong regardless of who's done it. And Trump gets a pass when it comes to that. You know, well, Obama did. How is Trump? Okay. How is Trump getting the pass? Everybody, everybody's oh, talking bad about him. Who's giving because Trump? Because all we do is focus. Because all you do is all we do is focus on whatever Obama did that was similar to what Trump is doing now. No, what I, what it is is it's showing how people are being hypocritical. Because the same people that are are mad at Trump now, trying to say building a wall is a bad idea, those same people didn't say anything when Obama gave the Mexican government money to build a wall. Or for them, okay. They didn't say anything. That's my point. Is my point is if you're going to be critical about Trump, but then you're not, you don't care when Obama does the exact same thing. That makes you a hypocrite. My point is to be consistent both ways. Okay, but we can be consistent and and still say who's wrong. We can say Trump is wrong as well. But well, how how is Trump wrong for trying to build a wall? You think building a wall is a bad idea? Uh, I'm kind of on the fence. <laughs> That's funny to say that, and here's why. If we want to do some things that would help deter illegal immigration and things of this nature, the simplest thing that we can start with is this. We dangle a carrot. carrot. The United States of America dangles a carrot. You come here, we're going to give you assistance. We're going to do all these things for you. We're going to give you health care. We're going to give you somewhere to stay. We're going to give you food, everything. Um, then on top of that, when you get here, the big farmers, um, they're going to give you a legal job. 
receive it in May. But no one addresses that issue. Now, we can deter a lot just by addressing that issue. Okay, if you guys employ these illegal immigrants, certain things are going to happen to you. But that we just totally bypass that. We just look out the other way. Period. Meanwhile, I get up, I go to work every day, I pay taxes, and and in the in the same breath, you allow them to come here illegally. You you give them food stamps, you pay their rent, you give them health care. But but in the same breath, you tell me if I do not have health care, you're gonna penalize me when it comes time when I when I file my tax. That's right. That, and I'm that, that's, that, that, that's Obama's fault right there, the whole you got to pay that penalty on the health care thing. But when it comes to this issue, you said it perfectly. The Republicans and the Democrats are both to blame. Now, you talked about how they're these, these businesses, these farmers, they're willing to hire these illegal immigrants to make it you know, mm-hmm. less money, right? That's on the Republican yep. side. That's why the Republicans, they don't want to stop illegal immigration because the same people that are paying them are the same people that are hiring illegal immigrants. Now, on the other side, you talked about how illegal immigrants are getting all these benefits, right? They're getting food stamps, mm-hmm. they're getting care, getting all that. That's the Democrat side. Why are the Democrats doing that? Because the Democrats want these illegal immigrants to eventually be able to vote, and when they get the right to vote, they want them to vote Democrat. And so that's why both sides, Republican and Democrat, don't want to stop, stop illegal immigration because they both benefit. That's why Trump is the only person who's actually serious about stopping illegal immigration. He's by himself in it. And so my point is that if you care about the country, if you care about American workers and having American workers be able to stop making more money, then we have to stop illegal immigration. Because illegal immigrants are coming in here and they're willing to work jobs for 25% of what America and American would get paid to do the same thing. I know a lot of men who work in construction who used to be able to get paid $25, $30 $25, $30 an hour. Now they got all these construction companies hiring illegal immigrants, paying them $10 an hour or less in cash. And a lot of men that used oh. to be making a good living working, now they, then they can't even find a job. Because now with the oil, if they do get it, they got to get paid like 30% of what they used to get paid. And so my point is this, man. If we are being serious, we got to be serious. Stop with this emotional crap. Stop with this, oh, we got to look out for people. Nah, man. Adults got to be serious about fixing problems, and I'm sick and tired of letting us letting. And no, no offense to the woman here, I apologize, but people are thinking emotionally and saying, "Oh, look at these people." Screw that. You got to think like men. Men use logic. Men use critical thinking. And if you have a problem, you have to say, "What's the best way to solve it?" The best way to solve it is to build a wall. There's no other way. Now, if anyone on this line can suggest to me a better idea of how to stop people from entering the America illegally, then put that forward. But if you're giving me some idea that suggests either more Border Patrol agents or somehow you're going to stop these businesses from hiring hiring illegal immigrants, we both know that ain't going to happen because people are greedy. So come on, man. we got to be serious. Yeah, but that's a serious serious thing, and that's a serious issue. However, the, the ones that are hiring the illegal immigrants they are no different than someone who would hold open a barbed wire fence to allow an illegal immigrant to come over. Right. Because from my understanding, from what I read 
um, Donald Trump and his son have basically been in, since he's been in office, has been employing more illegal immigrants thus far. Like now, he's still hiring them. Like, so he want to talk about um, border control, but him and his son are still hiring illegal immigrants. I don't understand that, but hey. And he got illegal immigrants working in the Trump Hotel, and, you know, a lot of them have been coming out um, um, talking about it. Well, what does that have because to do with they, 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 they might get deported. You know, they feel like, okay, well, you know, um, it's wrong how Trump is treating, you know, Mexicans and immigrants. And, you know, he's exploiting them, really, because, you know, on one hand, he's saying, oh, we're going to keep them out. But on the other hand, he's bringing all of them in. He's letting them work for um, work for him, building his hotel and whatever. Him and his son still hiring. What does that have to do with building a wall? That has that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Okay, but if he's still allowing them to come in and work for him, then what's the point of building a wall? We still gonna hire illegal immigrants, like. No, if you build the wall, you stop them from coming in. That's the point. <sighs> But he but but he living a double standard then because he's saying out of one out of one breath build a wall and another breath hiring him. Of course, because we all know Trump Trump is a greedy, selfish businessman that's about his money. We all know that. Ain't no secret. I mean we anyone who knows anything about Trump, you know what type of person he is. The issue we're talking about here is stopping illegal immigration. This has nothing to do with Trump. This is about we have a problem, how are we gonna stop it? That's that's what we're talking about. Tim, what you got? Well, that uh, well, we we about to go off the air, so <laughs> I'm okay. trying not to stop it. But we we about to go off the air. Uh, but okay. my thing is that uh, I, I I just feel like it is a better way we can do this. Um, we just yeah. gotta find out how. I just it, feel I like you take it. I just feel like you take that money. Yeah, it just take people with common sense. Um, to bring up common sense solution with a common sense, you know, um, policy for common sense change. That's all it is. Now, no, I don't have a solution, but I know what Trump proposal ain't going to work. Um, okay, so, so, so I ask him, can you think, think of an idea, Tim? What do you suggest is a, is a way to stop it from people crossing the that's, border? That's the point. It's it got to be a better way. Because I feel like you're yeah, taking I mean, people's paper and being real and open about the situation. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. So, hold on, Tim, Tim, you, you're telling me you can't think of an idea right now? I can't think of one right now. Well, I feel, I, I still go back to civil penalties to people who hire illegal immigrants. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. at least, yeah. at least oh, we're in, right, in the right direction. We, I agree with that. You can do both of those at the same time. If you build a wall yeah. and you punish companies for hiring illegal immigrants, that's that's a double effect. Well, I'm asking Tim okay. here. If Tim, Tim, you just said it yourself. If you can't think of an idea right now off the top of your head, then how is it common sense? If the most common sense idea is just build a wall, we all know that. And you're telling me there's got to be a better way, but you can't think of a better way off the top of your head. And how could there be another way? <laughs> I mean, I'm being real. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Let's, the, the real issue is it's because of Donald Trump. That's the real issue. If Barack Obama was saying let's build a wall, I guarantee you, you guys would have a different perspective. You would at least be willing to hear, an, hear him out. Or, uh, no. Okay, uh, you think that might be a part uh, of it? From my point, no. no. From my point, I, 
And I will say this. I I was not a Obama crazy about Obama. I think no, he was okay. I think he was a good president. I think I for the best president I, I, I think he was right was, was, was Clinton. Was Clinton in my in my decade. But I yeah, just feel I like we got more out of George W. Bush than we did out of um, Barack Obama. But yeah, hey, I just feel like it's the way you have to it's a way you have to work it and work with your people. I think if you yeah. ignore your people right. and ignoring what um, I understand, you got to make some hard decisions. But That's at right. the same time, it feels like you just um, you 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 hurting you hurting people. And then again, I think you, you try you kind of being selfish about what you what you want instead of what this this nation needs because now you heard. You hurting kids, you hurting babies, and stuff like that. I understand that. Hey, yeah, people don't need to be supportive of this and stuff like this, and Medicare and stuff. But people, like older older people, older people need Medicare right now. And this stoppage of this shutdown, and you can't talk to a common ground in communication. You hurting people's lives. That's my point. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying because I can't come up with a solution right now. I really can't. But I just feel like a lot of right, but but you know, didn't uh, didn't 60 plus million people vote for Donald Trump? I uh, I can't say that. Yeah, it's saying it's saying that by the paper, but I don't feel like he's right. Hey, that's my opinion. No, but I mean, come on, man. He got. Well, this is a fact we're talking about. When you talk about the will of the people, if sixty-something million people voted for him, that means a lot of people supported his idea of building a wall. That's a lot of people. When you're talking about federal, you talk about federal employees who work government jobs. That's only eight hundred thousand people. We live in a country that's got more than 400 million people. One, one person out of a job because of a shutdown is too many. Is one too many in my book. Well, listen, if, if you work in a government job, you can go get a private job. You I mean, it ain't like you, you have to work that government job. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm saying, a, gov- a government job is a job that you've got because you're taking money from the U.S. With the U.S. people. Our tax money's paying for that, right? That's how you got that job. So it ain't, it ain't the same you. like a regular job. Okay. Well, well I, don't want to, I don't want to end this, but we have to go off the air. Um, yeah. Mr. Day, I appreciate you coming on. Please come on anytime yeah. you like. It's yeah. been like yeah. the conversation. Yeah. Thank you for having me. All right. Yeah. Uh, Mother's Matt. Yes, sir. Tonight, 8.30, we will be back on Extreme Sports. Stay tuned. I'll be there. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think two of our friends will show up tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll see you tonight. Tanya. All right. Hey, later. Yeah. Your show. So, I, really, I really enjoy the show, and, and I, I really love – blog talk because real people get to come on and express their real feelings and, you know, their thoughts and opinions. And that's what a political nation is all about, people coming in with their own views and their own thoughts and ideals. So I really enjoyed this tonight. All right. All right. Thank y'all, political yep. nation. Hey, hey, 
Check check out Times, uh, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, YouTube. That's Anytime right. you miss it, just catch the show. Anytime you want to. Hey, Tanya, see you later. Talk to you later. Okay. Thank you for having me today. All right. Hey. All right. And we will we see you probably, hopefully, next week. And right here, yep. same bad time, same bad time. That's right. All right. All right. Thank y'all. All right. Bye.